Hello and welcome to another episode of The Smallest Box Possible. My name is Jason Robinson. I'm the founder of Free Radical Labs, located proudly in Athens, Georgia. And I'd like to welcome you to part two of our autopsy of the year that was 2020. Entitled this episode, Surf the Digital Wave. And uh, the part I kind of intentionally left out in the little in the little uh, picture our little avatar for this episode is, or get crushed by it. So really, it's surf the digital wave or get crushed by it. And I wanted to talk today about the the digital lessons that I saw a lot of businesses learn the hard way, and some that, that we learned too, um, in really addressing how the COVID-19 pandemic has changed the face of business and has changed how we do business. Because... I think it's important as we look forward to kind of take, we got to take a second to, to look back and kind of dissect what went wrong so that we don't make the same mistakes again. And so really looking at 2020, everything was, everything was kind of fine up until about March when I think when schools started to close, I think that's when it really went left because I can remember conversations with people thinking, you know, people thinking, oh, this is just going to be the flu. Oh, it's a new flu. It's not going to be, oh my gosh, the school's closed. And so I think for us, especially, we kind of turned that corner coming out of 2019 into 2020 and we were on a roll. And and normally, you know, 20 January is when we sit down and we start doing, you know, our annual sales tax report to the state of Georgia we sit down with our content creators and we kind of map out what was good about 2019. What can we do better on marketing strategies? Like, Hey, this is what's new in the world of shipping Think Those kind of really uh, perfunctory and boring conversations that, that need to be had um, in order to, to grow. Because when, for most businesses like ours, you are going to do have most of your revenue and, you know, a good percentage of your profit are going to come through that holiday season are going to come through Q4 of the previous year. So you don't necessarily have time to kind of sit back through the insanity of trying to get packages out, you know, before December 25th, you don't really have time to say, okay, well, what are we going to look forward to? Because you're, you're in the weeds. You're, you're, you're at the point where you're just trying to get these packages out so you can have, you know, you can have happy customers. And, and so, 2020 was very different in that for us, January was hot. I mean, we were moving, we had new customers, new clients coming in. January was, was really good for us. And February was, was rock solid. And normally that would have been, that would have been great, but it it kind of, it it may have just been foreshadowing, um, maybe reverse foreshadowing for the calamity that was going to come next. Because once the schools closed, really that's when everything started to change and what you immediately saw was or the question that you immediately asked was who's still open and it kind of leads us into why being able to surf that digital wave as a business is so important because if you have that web presence now you can say hey we're an essential business we're open Hey, we're this, we're open. Hey, we're digital and we've switched online and we're open. Or we switched to an e-commerce model, we're open. I think that was the first step. And if you haven't listened uh, to Why You Need a Web Professional, where I sit and I talk to talk to my friend Nick, um, who's a professional web designer, and we talk about the 
the what, where, why, how, and, and, and really when of, of web development for your small business, you need to go back and I would strongly suggest uh, going back and, and looking or listening to that uh, just because we, we talk about the importance of, especially for small business, the importance of using social media as your website, using that as a way to communicate and using it as a method that allows you to communicate very quickly with other people, uh, with your customers and, and especially in other businesses too, because that's, I think, also important uh, when everything is, is kind of in scramble mode, being able to communicate with everyone and say, look, we're open, we're closed, wear a mask, we're doing this, our hours have changed, if you want to do this, do this. All those messages that you need to get out very quickly and very succinctly, that's perfect. Social media was designed for that, especially on the business side. But looking around, we saw a lot of businesses kind of caught in the shuffle. And I think that's where that web preparedness comes in, because if you are engaged on your social media platforms, especially if that is your website, if you're engaged, that should be a very quick The decision aspect of are we going to open, are we going to close, what are we going to do, how are we going to operate this, that's not an easy decision by no means. But communicating that is. Communicating the, hey, we are now closing an hour early so that we can you know clean our store or we're doing this or we're doing that. It's much easier now to communicate that if you've got a grasp of that end of the digital wave by saying, look, this is is our COVID-19 plan. This is how we're going to go forward. This is how we're going to do this. This is how we're going to do that. Hey, just come to the window. I mean, there's there's restaurants in town that are like, hey, you got to come to the window. That's the only way we're serving you. Those types, That type of information, if you can get that out to people and get it in front of people very quickly, that's going to be a key to maintaining some normalcy and kind of being able to maintain your customer throughput and your customer satisfaction. And it eliminates the questions because that's one thing we didn't have time for was just, well, are you guys open? Um, what's your mask policy? What's this? What's that? Really, your website should be able to address all of those things. So that was the first thing that I saw was the fact that a lot of businesses weren't necessarily ready for that for that pivot. They didn't have that web presence. So so and where it bites you is people still use Google as a verb. So they're going to say, oh, well, I really liked eating at this restaurant or I really like shopping at this store that, you know, is not a national chain. I need information. So I'm going to Google it. So I'm going to go bang on that keyboard. I'm going to, you know, tap on my little phone and I'm going to try and find the information. And if you can't find the information, you've potentially lost a customer because now they're going to start calling. And are you even answering the phone? Are you already deluged from other customers that are already calling you because you haven't put this information out there? So just things to think about in terms of how you manage the more urgent information that you need to share with your customers. And, you know, we've all, I kind of laugh because for some reason I still get these email, there are these uh, phone messages and random emails about, well, your business isn't listed on Google, so people can't find you. And part of me is like, I kind of don't want the general public to find me um, just by the nature of what I do and, and, the nature of, of the nature of our clientele, the nature of content creating, you know, the things that we have that we have to keep, you know, kind of on the hush hush, time sensitive materials. I don't necessarily want this this kind of this kind of wave of people. Yeah, like hey, they're located here. It's not like we hide where we're located, but we don't we just don't want people showing up and saying, "Hey, I ordered this and I was in town and I want to come pick it up." No, that's that's not what we want to do. 
But we are the exception to that rule. We are absolutely the exception. If you want that kind of COVID-appropriate foot traffic, you have to put that information out there. And I saw so many businesses that were struggling that were saying, hey, do you have a web guy or you know web gal that you can help us with or that can help us kind of get this information out there? And by that point, there was a crush. Web designers were getting a crush of people saying, hey, I need to modify this. I need to modify that. I need to be able to kind of adapt to the times. So if you're ahead of the curve in that your web presence is solid and is agile, it makes everything else so much easier to where now everything, you know, if you have to have a change to your hours, you go in, plug it into Google, everything is just, an, it's an edit now, it's not a submission, it's so much easier that way. So that was one of the first things I really wanted to touch on was that web presence. And then secondly, one thing that I noticed um, some, some businesses struggling with was how was their electronic payment system because, you know, I still go places, you know, look through the window and they're like, hey, we're, we're not giving out change. I mean, the, the change crunch was, you know, that was that was kind of interesting. But at the same time, it was it kind of foreshadowed this whole we're going to really move away from cash. And the science has told us that, yeah, it, you know, touching items isn't necessarily the most, you know, the transmission method. But around March, April. We knew very little about how this was transmitted. So everyone was like, nope, nope, not touching cash. We don't want cash. We want, you know, cards, much less touching. You can slide it into the, the terminal yourself. You can take it out yourself. You just have to press some buttons or press the screen, sign it, and you're done. But as a business, there were so many, or really we saw so many people that, that we knew and businesses that we dealt with that were not ready for this transition to um, transition to electronic payment. And, you know, you may have just taken cash and checks. And I, good gosh, if you're taking checks, that's scary. But if you weren't taking, if, if you weren't accepting, you know, debit cards, you know, uh, credit cards, there was this, there's a colossal learning curve in just the systems, the technology, and everything else that goes into that, that I felt like we were already under, you know, collectively as a business community, we were already under this learning curve of how are we going to just manage the day-to-day operations. And now you're throwing in a whole new, a whole new facet of how you're going to, how you're going to accept payment. And the takeaway that I, I hope you get from this is, if you have to constantly be looking at the future when it comes to your business. And one of those future aspects is how am I going to accept payment? Because one of the, and when we look at future proofing, one of the best examples that I can see of a business just being gutted by technology is your, your video rental place, whether it be chain, local, whatever. If you think about it, you, and, and if you listen to our web guy, our, our web guy podcast with, with Nick and talking about how old we are, when we were kids in the 80s, you know, going to Blockbuster on a Friday night was absolutely a treat. It was, I mean, it was, it would be the highlight of my week um, being able, you know, mom or dad saying, hey, you can, you can, you can rent a VHS tape. Like that was a huge thing. But look at, even in the DVD era, 
look at how Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or whoever was essentially put out of business by a box with a with a Wi-Fi connection. Just just think about that. Look at what Redbox has done or did to the to to the to the home to the home rental. Let's not even talk about Netflix and everything else. Let's talk about going from having a big store with giant inventory and all the trappings of having a big store versus a kiosk at a Walmart. If you're not analyzing, if you're not kind of keeping your pulse on the technology of business and peripheral technologies, you could end up going the way of Blockbuster or going the way of Hollywood Video or insert whatever video store here. And my the takeaway point from that is, is that you can't be comfortable just saying, oh, well, we've only taken cash and checks. We did it for 30 years and it worked for 30 years. Well, you know, it... it it, it's not working now. People don't want to touch cash. I mean, they just they just don't. And looking at now how things have changed and evolved in terms of accepting, you know, accepting digital payment, do you even want to be around people when you're accepting digital payment? Is that even necessary? Because if you're a service-based industry, let's say, you know, one of my favorite examples is your lawn care company. That should, you really, that should be electronic billing. Like, I don't need to see the people to get it done. Electronic billing, electronic scheduling, I don't need to see you. I don't need to be near you. Life is good. Even if you're an in-person service provider, let's say say you've got a food truck. Do, how close do you want to be? Or do you even want to, how do you want to address that? How do you want to tackle getting paid? And I think, I think now there's so many different electronic payment technologies that are out there that you have to always be looking at what's coming next and looking at, okay, what's tried and true? Let's ask somebody. Because if you just think about, just off the top of my head, looking at Cash App, PayPal, Venmo. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's others, but that's the only ones that I can just I can just rattle off the top of my head. And then even with us... We use an electronic. We use an electronic point of sale that that's completely completely wireless. It's got its own cell number, and so you look at how this whole pandemic has forced this evolution in terms of simple things like how am I going to get paid? Because the on the customer side, you know, a lot of customers were like, no, we don't want to. We don't want to be in line. We don't want to be around people, yet we still need these things. And you look at look at Amazon's earnings. The ultimate, I don't have to be around people. All I have to do is just wait for, you know, wait for an email that says, my stuff's been delivered. Now, we can't order everything through Amazon yet. You know, some of us still have things that we need to, you know, some things that we just won't buy through Amazon. But how do you take that experience and for the safety of yourself, the safety of your employees, the safety of your customers, how do you translate that into a seamless experience where we, where we don't have this exchange of money, this exchange of, of coinage? We don't have these things. And that's just the way the future is coming because you look at now, look at 
it seemed like all of a sudden every place is, has got every, especially food places. They're like, hey, just use the app. Buy in the app, come pick it up. Buy in the app, come pick it up. I mean, food places, retail places, that was the push. And that's what, that's what we're not going away from that. The COVID pandemic has fundamentally changed how we are going to shop. Even, even for those of us that choose to shop in person, it is going to fundamentally change that because we're not going back to this. We're, we're never going to go back to this, this idea of the way things used to be. It's just not going to happen. So as a business owner, you really need to be cognizant and you need to be focused on what's out there and how can I integrate that into my business? Because if you if you have a good banking relationship, like I talked about in in our previous you know, our previous year interview, if you have that 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 solid banking relationship, they're going to be coming to you. Our bank comes to us and is like, "Hey, we've got this new payment solution." And that was one of the things that we did um, in February. We spent over six hundred dollars on the new point of sale. We were like, "Hey, this is great." We can take it with us anywhere. We can take it on our B2B side. We're, you know, we're meeting up with one of our clients and they order some stuff. We can, you know, we can deliver it to them. We can accept payment right on the spot. Some of our clients are just so busy that they're just like, if you just say, yeah, I'll email it to you, we, everyone forgets. But now we have the capability of just saying, hey, look, here's the invoice. You can pay right here. And that was something that was great and it was nice. But the thing that saved us and going into the next new thing is that it is it, our, our new POS um, accepts contactless payment. And if you think about it, paying with your phone is is I mean, it's the future. If you're not accepting phone payments, you know, via Apple, Google Wallet, Samsung Pay, if you're not set up for that, I really wonder if you're set up if you're an in-person business. I, I really wonder if you've taken that time to think about what will the future look like? Because it's so much easier when you say, hey, this is, you know, let's say this is $20 and bam, 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 they're on their phone. They, you know, little near field communication happens. Beep, beep, you get paid. You have confirmation that, you get, that you've gotten paid. They've got confirmation. There's an electronic transfer of a receipt. Bam, you're done. Nobody's really touched anything. That's really where things are headed. And as a small business owner, you have to be prepared and you have to be on top of those things. Because I think I can remember when, you know, companies like Square and and Stripe and even PayPal had the little readers that you could put in your phone and you could swipe those, but sometimes they wouldn't take. And then you're, someone else is touching your phone and I don't like people touching my phone things like that if you if you think about it now if you put it into that covid-19 lens it's a bit unsettling especially if, like i bought a completely separate tablet for that so i wouldn't have to touch it and i could just you know i could literally just lysol it down between use but now as we go into this contactless payment that's really going to be the future this near field i can pay with my phone i can pay with my watch i can pay with all these things that don't involve me actually having to have some sort of hand-to-hand transaction with some medium you know some medium of payment even if it's a debit card so really when you're looking at how am i going to how am i going to step into 2021 if you're not there yet you really need to be examining you know examining your options as to how you can go forward uh, with that. 
The last thing I wanted to touch on real real quickly was if you're if if you're kind of in the service space, how are you scheduling your appointments or how are you controlling when your customers are coming in? Uh, because it just seems like now in the modern era, there are so many free, easy ways to schedule things like that, that you should be taking advantage of those things. And if you're not, I would challenge you to just do some research. Ask some other people. When you go and you have your own service providers that say, hey, we need you to schedule a time, and then they, you know, you get an email confirmation of your scheduled time, Go down and scroll, look at the bottom, see who they're using. Do you like, you know, do do you like your experience, you know, with that, with that system? You know, if you're going a lot of places, you can go to the doctor, you can schedule your own time. You just say, Hey, I need to go do this. I need to go do that. And I, 945, bam, and I'm done. If you have, if you've got something like that going on in your life, just take a look. When you get that email, scroll all the way to the bottom. And I promise you. Because no one ever wants to pay for the pay for the full corporate integration. If you scroll down to the bottom, it's going to tell you what service provider is uh, providing that scheduling. So it's just some things to think about um, with regard to this digital wave. Because I just I saw so many instances of rock solid businesses that were so set in their ways, just getting crushed by. Okay, now we got to get a credit card provider or. Yeah, now we we're we're trying to do this whole PayPal thing and what's a QR code and I want to do Cash App but it's running through my personal and this this and that. No, 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 no. Take the time. Take take the time, invest the energy into what do I want this to look like that's going to keep me safe and what is going to be future proof? What what tech which technologies are are looking like they're going to survive whatever comes next, the next evolutionary iteration of business post-COVID. Because if you think, I mean, if you think it's never going to happen again, you're just going to get stuck in the same type of thing that's happening where there's some outside stressor that causes things to shift and you're not ready for it. So if you kind of keep your pulse or keep your finger on the pulse of, of what's changing, what's happening. Hey, this is new. Because if you think about, think about in terms of social media, think about all the years that Facebook was just Facebook and then how it slowly morphed into an ad, in, into an ad platform. And then it slowly morphed into a program that, or into a, into a platform that allowed businesses to kind of put themselves out there. Think about that evolution and think about how, think about how many businesses are you know they're really making it in that space and it's because they kept their finger on that pulse saying hey i want to be one of the early adopters of this i want to be one of the early adopters of twitter i want to be early adopter of this now are you going to is it going to work out 100 percent of the time absolutely not but what it will do is it gets you it keeps you flexible it keeps your mind flexible in that you can uh, you can look out and you can kind of see what's coming on the horizon and you can pick and choose the services pick and choose the platforms that are going to be uh, conducive to your future success so just some nuggets to think about as we kind of still continue to to finish digesting what we did well in 2020 what we saw the trends the you know 2020 was just an aberrant year 
But I think if we collectively take a look at what's changed and what's come of it and what things that came of it are, are really going to be, you know, things that are going to be with us for the next five, 10 years. If you can really wrap your head around executing those things, integrating and executing those things, you're going to be set to be successful in the future. That's just the long and the short of it. And it was for some folks, it was a warning shot for others. It just, it it hit them dead in the chest in terms of, Hey, if you're not ready, the world's going to pass you by because look at all of the e-commerce businesses that were rocking and rolling simply because they already had all of that infrastructure in place and they had the agility to make change when it happened. So as always, thank you all so much for listening to the smallest box possible. My name is Jason Robinson. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me today. If you have any questions, you can find us on um, Facebook at the smallest box possible. Uh, We're going to start out there. We've got a little, you know, we've got a little page. You can um, submit questions, talk to us. You know, we, I I answer everything. So uh, again, thank you so much for listening. And until until we talk to you again, have a great and wonderful day.